Hey parents, students, thanks for checking out the Junior High Ministry Podcast from Mariner's Church. I hope you're having a really great week. Hope New Year's was awesome. Hope Christmas was awesome. And hope you find yourself getting into new rhythms this year. This week, we're kicking off a four-week series called Know God. And here's the point. I think that as students get older, and I just know this for myself too, the older I get, the different, or at least more different, my relationship with God becomes. You know, things that I used to love to do as a kid, I kind of grow out of. But if we don't have something that we're getting ready to grow into, we're going to find ourselves spiritually naked, which is a very funny thing to think about. So my hope for this series, and we're doing it for week one you're about to listen to, um, is different ways that we can know God. This first week, we're talking about how we can know God differently through his creation, which I think is incredible. I don't go outside often enough and just look around and see what God made, what he created, and what that tells me about who God is. So enjoy this series. If you have questions, let us know. Our email's in the show notes. And I hope you guys have a great kickoff to 2018. And as always, if you like the podcast, if it's good, then head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and a comment. Let people know why you're enjoying the podcast and how it's helping you um, connect in your relationship with Jesus. Have a great week, students, parents. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Welcome, everybody. How's it going today? How are you feeling? Good. Last weekend of 2018 is the last 9 a.m. service, and you guys, and you can see that you guys are the ones, look around, you guys are the ones who really love JHM. Look at you all here. Everyone else is getting ready for their big New Year's parties, but you are here to learn about Jesus, and I love that. Do me a favor. Slip your phones in your pocket. You're not going to even give me 20 minutes, uh, and if you're listening on the podcast, I'm so happy you're tuning in. There's a lot of people that listen on the podcast when they miss church, so they're probably listening to this one next week. Uh, I'm Justin. I'm the junior high pastor here, and I'm so happy that all of you are here. Do we have any new people today? Are there new people that came up into the thing? There's no new people. There's one new person. Perfect. This is great. I'm happy you're all here. So, Let me tell you this, we're starting a new series for the next four weeks called Know God, and the reason we're doing this series is because I have found it, and this is just in my own life, I found it hard sometimes to really know God. I know we talk about, well, you know, let's, you really got to connect with God and have a relationship with God, and I want you to, to know who God is, but then we don't really talk about, like, how do we actually go about knowing God as junior hires? That's what we're going to talk about for the next four weeks. We have a series verse that I love. If you are a memorizer of verses, this is a good one to memorize. A lot of people don't know this, so this is a little inside for you. When I was younger than all of you, The very first church I went to when I was a kid, the pastor of that church, the guy named uh, Stanley Messers, my very first pastor, the very first church I ever went to in my entire life, asked me one Sunday to get up and read scripture. That was a part of what we did in church every week. We had a scripture reading. And he asked me to read 1 John 4, 7 through 16. This is one of those verses, a very near and dear passage to my heart. This is what it says. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But that sounds like a difficult thing sometimes. How do you know God? How do we do that? It's not easy. Let me tell you a story. When I was a kid, I used to love exploring, okay? I was a big explorer. I loved going to the woods by where I lived. I loved just going out there with my buddy Josh, and we would just, like, woods to me when I was a kid, younger than all of you, I was like seven, eight, nine years old, it, to me, it was like, it was just an adventure. And I would go out there, and you never knew what you could find, never know what you could find, and we would just start exploring, and we'd find some stuff. One time in particular, we went out there, and we were kind of looking around, cruising around, and just exploring, you know, just like little adventurers, and we found a full workable driving lawnmower. This was like the best thing you could find if you were a kid and you are a boy, maybe a girl too. And there's a key in it, 
and the directions on how to start it were there. And so we did it and we turned it on and this thing is roaring. And we're like, we're, we're, we got it made. We're on the move. Where do you want to go first? Let's go get some candy. And we're like, all right, let's go. And we load up on there and we're driving down the road in a driving lawnmower. I'm you know, steering at my buddy Josh. He's smaller than me, so he's on the back. And we ended up getting pulled over by a cop. It was the first time I ever got pulled over. There were many more times I got pulled over. This is the first time. I pulled over by a cop, and we told the cop that we found this in the woods. Like, it's totally legit finders keepers. Imagine telling a cop finders keepers. And he didn't buy it, and it turns out that while we did find this, the people who first found it actually didn't find it. They stole it, and then they hid it in the, the woods, and we're the ones who found it. So we're actually heroes. We found this driving lawnmower. But I, just, I loved exploring as a kid. I always found good stuff. But as I got older, I stopped liking going outside and exploring because inside was, I found to be pretty great. Inside, I had my TV, I had my video games, I had air conditioning. There were no bugs biting me inside. And the older I got, the less outside became adventurous and the more it became just the woods. And it wasn't that cool. It was pretty boring. You know, here's the thing. I want you to see this. This is up on the screen. A lot is different. A lot about us is different the older we get. And you guys know this, right? Because you look at yourselves and you get bigger, your size is bigger. You know, you look at the things you like and the things you dislike and you're like, yeah, the older I get, like I like different things. I dislike different things. The foods I used to like, I don't like the stores I used to like. I don't like the things I used to think were lame, like boys, like I now am for that. And you know, you know, guys, you're like, hey, maybe that girl I could ask her out for coffee, like, or a frappuccino, I don't know, whatever. The things you used to dislike, you tend to like, and the things you like, you tend to dislike. I mean, the older you get, because we change, things change. Now, here's the thing that I found to be true. Sometimes our relationship with God also changes. Sometimes the relationship we have with God also changes as we're getting older. You know, you might think when you're a kid, man, I love going to church. I love hanging out with God and doing God stuff. And the older you get, you're like, I don't know if this is as interesting as it was before. Like, I don't know if it's as great as, I, as it was when I was little. You know, you hear things, you know, what does it mean to spend time alone with God? You hear that, it's like, it, 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 before when I was a kid, it was just so cool. It was just me and God hanging out, and, and we were quiet, and I kind of had my, my little fort set up, and, and I'd open my Bible, and I'd read it. I don't know what I was reading, but it was just cool. I just knew God was there. But the older you get, it's like, it, it doesn't feel like he's talking back, and being quiet's not as fun as it used to be, and it's not as mysterious as it was, and we start to kind of grow out of our relationship with God. Now, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with growing out of things. Okay, I grow out of things all the time. All right, I grow out of clothes. But here's the thing. When you grow out of something, you have to have something to grow into. Like, imagine if you just kept growing and you had all your clothes and you grew out of all your clothes and then you had no more clothes to grow into and you were just, what, running around naked all the time. Do you know how, how long that would last? About four seconds. All right, you know how weird that would be? Just walking to school and be like, ah, I grew out all my clothes. Be like, you're not wearing anything. I know, I got nothing to wear. It's so weird. Like, that wouldn't last. Because when you grow out of something, you have to have something to grow into. But we don't think about that when it comes to our faith and our relationship with Jesus. We can grow out of parts of our faith. And it's not called growing out of. It's called, it's called you know, maturing out of, but we don't think of it that way. But when we grow out of parts of our faith, mature out of parts of our faith, we have to have other things that we're growing into. And that's why we do faith adventures. You know, that's why in junior high, we are taking eighth graders to Uganda because we have things ready for you as you grow up because you are growing into other parts of your relationship with Jesus. And you know, here's the thing. If you've been to church for a while, you've heard things like this, time alone with God. You know, if you've never been to church before, it's like, well, you know, what is this? Like, I, I'm not too sure. Like, I hear people talk about quiet time. What does quiet time mean? That sounds so boring. You just sit in a room and you're quiet. No one's talking. Like maybe I'm talking and maybe God's listening and I'm not really sure. And it, it's weird. And you, you, if it's like, this is what knowing God is, like I don't really want a part of it because I'm really busy. 
Like, I don't know about you. I have a busy schedule. Who here plays a sport? Who here plays two sports? All right, perfect. Who here is uh, in dance? And they take it pretty, sorry, who here plays an instrument that you have to practice? Okay, perfect. You, everyone, you can be looking around as people are doing this. All right, who here has straight A's and like, you know that doesn't come easy. You don't get straight A's by accident. Who are the people who get straight A's? They don't study at all. They're just naturally geniuses. All right, good, because I would hate, I would totally hate you. You're busy people. You have busy schedules. Telling you that if you want to connect with God, you have to sit and be quiet, that doesn't connect with all of you. You don't understand that. But here's the truth, and I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. This is a perfect note-taking lesson. God wants you to spend time with him. He wants you to spend time with him. And here's the thing. God wants you to spend time with him, but he knows that you don't always know how to spend time with him. You know, I used to, you know, me and my wife used to go on dates all the time, okay? We still go on dates, okay? We have a date on Friday. She's off of work, so we go on dates. So we used to go on dates all the time, more so before, before we had kids, and now we don't go as many dates. Your parents, they, they should go on dates. If you should tell them to go on dates. But I remember one date me and my wife went on. It was uh, after we had our first kid, okay? So you can't relate to that, but you'll get the idea of where I'm going. So we went out to dinner, and you know, something was happening at work. You know, I work here at the church. And I, so I was on my phone emailing and doing some work stuff while we were on this date together. And after the date was over, she looked at me and said, you know what, Justin? If this was our first date, you never would have gotten a second date. Because I wasn't with her at all. I was on my phone the whole time. I wasn't paying attention to her. And here's the thing that I, th I find to be funny. When it comes to our relationship with God, we always think of it as like this one-way thing. And we, we're waiting for God to participate. And because he's not, we just kind of forget about it. But here's the thing. So maybe we don't know how to know God. Like actually, as we're growing up, we have to learn new ways of knowing God differently as we're maturing in our faith, maturing in our relationship with Jesus. So here's a couple things that I wanted to tell you about, okay, when it comes to knowing God. First, uh, I want to tell you the story. My mom always took very seriously me knowing God and having a relationship with God. Now, my mom's passed away. Most of you guys know that. I've talked about that before. Oh, and I miss her a ton. And I've been, t I've been me and my wife have been talking about stories of me and my mom. And, and it's like everything that any moment, you're just finding yourself in a moment. If you ever lost someone, you just find yourself in a moment where you just have this memory of them and it just comes back and it's like a swell of emotion and you tell the story and it feels good to tell stories about people that you miss, people that have passed away. And so, here, so you're going to hear a lot more stories about my mom probably in 2018 because they're just, they're just so on my mind right now especially. And there's this one that I remember when I was a kid, once again younger than all of you, maybe two actually about your age. My mom was really into me reading the Bible and memorizing Bible verses. So she, you know, she wanted me to read books of the Bible, so whole books, and she wanted me to memorize verses. And so she did what any loving parent would do. She paid me to do it. So for every book of the Bible I read, I got $5. And for every Bible verse I memorized, I got $1. So after I finished the whole, and I, you know, she knew maybe the shorter books I could read in one sitting, but most of the time I didn't because I, I didn't like reading it all. So I had to document like when I read them, and she had to sign off. And once I got done with the whole book, I mean, she'd ask me questions like, all right, what do you read? And I had to explain it to her. After I got done with the whole book, I get five bucks. And then when I said, hey, I memorized some verses, she wouldn't ask me to recite them in the moment because she knew my scam. My scam was to go read it like 15 times, kind of memorize it, and then just go say it and then get money. And she caught on to that scam pretty quickly. So if I said I memorized a verse, she would wait like through like a couple hours, maybe even a day or two, and say, hey, remember that verse you said you memorized? What was it? And if I couldn't like say it right away, it proved that I didn't know it and I would not get my money. But if I could like recite it right away like I would my phone number, like information that I know, 
Like, I would get, get the money. That's how my mom taught me to, like, really, you know, stay in God's Word. And she did that all the way up, like, through, like, high school. Even into college, she would give me money um, to memorize stuff and learn stuff. It was really, really good. And so, but here's the thing. When it comes to understanding the Bible, understanding God, I think that, you know, we are kind of distracted by things. You know, the Bible is full of people who are distracted by things when it comes to knowing God because they don't know how to do it. The Bible is full of people that are just, they're just confused on how to do it. They, don't, they you know, have all this list of things that they, they feel like they're supposed to do, like these religious things they're supposed to do. And, and they would say, if you do these things and you can know God better, here's a couple of things they would talk about. Attendance was a big thing to them. You know what? Attendance tells me, tells me absolutely nothing. Attendance tells me about your school schedules, your family vacation schedules, like, you know, what's fun on TV, like, attendance tells me nothing. It just tells me who shows up. But to them, attendance was everything. If you don't show up, like, you're not connecting with God if you don't show up. You know, another thing they put a lot of value in is a huge value um, was how they prayed. So how they would pray is they, they would, like, dress up in, like, their full robes and everything, and they get on this box, like a little soapbox. That's where the, the term soapbox comes from. They stand on this little box, and they pray loudly for everyone to hear. Jesus talks about this in the Gospels. They pray as loudly for everyone to hear so everyone can know how spiritual they are, how good their prayers are, and they did it to show off to everyone. You know, another thing they did, like, you know, this thing of, you know, showing how spiritual they were, how they were connecting with God, is what they eat. So they took what they ate very seriously. Like, they would only eat certain things. Certain days they wouldn't eat other things. Like, they would keep track, and they'd make sure everyone else keeps track, too. Because to them, what they eat defined how spiritual they were, how much, how well they knew God. But here's the thing. That confused a lot of people. I mean, it confused everyone because a lot of you were like, I don't think I can do everything that they're doing. And so they would say, I guess I can't really know God if I can't do all these things. And there was a guy named Paul who had a problem with this. So I want you to write this down. So we appear on the screen. Paul wanted people to know it was possible to know God whether they were doing churchy things or not. You know, so, and listen, I'm a huge fan of camp. I'm a huge fan of life groups. You guys know this. But if some of you are sitting here saying, well, you know, if I don't go to camp, I guess I'm not as, as, I can't connect with God the way everyone else does because camp's where you connect with God. Yeah, you connect with God at camp. God, you connect with him differently at camp, but God's not different at camp. He's the same God. We just tend to connect with him differently. Or like, oh man, everyone's in a life group. It seems like all the people who really know God are in a life group, but I just can't be in a life group because of my schedule, because of this thing, or because of that thing. And I guess I'm just not, I don't, can't know God because I'm not in a life group. That's not true at all. I know tons of people who are in life groups who know God really, really well. See, knowing God is not about what you do, but it's about you, your personal relationship with Jesus. It, you can't compare your personal relationship with Jesus to anyone else. You can't know God the same way someone else knows God because that's their relationship with God, not yours. Your unique relationship with God is just that. It's unique. And this guy, Paul, had a very strong thoughts on this. He wrote this book uh, called Romans to the people of Rome to help explain to them how to really connect with God. And this is a verse, um, just one verse out of chapter one. I'd encourage you guys to read chapter one. This is what Paul says. Ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. This is what Paul's saying, that everything around us, we can see what God created. If you want to know God, and there's many ways to know God today, we're focusing on creation. If you want to know God, look around at what God made, and you can know God a little better. Now, some of you are just like, what, I get, what are you talking about? Let me explain what I'm talking about. I want you to write this down. It's going to appear on the screen. God shows up more places than you think. You know, I think that I believe that God's everywhere. 
I think that God is alive in the Bible. I think that the Bible is this true book we can read and gain insights and ideas into who God was, what his character was, what he was like, things he liked and disliked, what he was for, what he was against, how we should live, how he lived. The Bible gives us all that. I think the Bible and, and God is alive in our relationships with each other. I think God speaks about relationships, the relationships we have with each other. I think you can see God in relationships with people. I think you can see God in how we learn about God in church and how we teach about God. I think we can learn about God in life groups. I think we can learn about God and what he's created, and that is stuff that's all around us. That God is alive in his creation. You know, and I think a lot of you would think, well, like, how do you like, see that? How do you know that? You know, God's creation, the stuff he created, helps us know him better. And it helps us know him better because when we see it, it gives us insights into the things he cares about. All right, so take this picture, for instance, okay? Imagine doing your devotionals here. Now, I know a lot of you think, like, well, i got to do my devotionals in, like, my room, like, with the door closed, and, like, it's got to be dark and quiet. No, no. Imagine doing your devotions here. Imagine looking out and seeing the mountains that were not accidentally there. It actually is there because of how he created the earth, how he shaped the planet, how the planet was created to move and shift, how mountains birthed up through the collision of these tectonic plates that I'm sure you guys have all learned about in school already, the way the earth is in the core and the mantle and everything collides. And these mountains just burst up out of that collision. Imagine looking at that and saying, God made the earth to make this, and it was on purpose. All right, here's another photo. Imagine being this guy doing his devotions, looking out at that. Imagine what it tells you about God, that God's breath, as it's creating the world, would breathe into existence through the caverns of the Great Canyon, carving out the space that you see before you. Imagine what it tells you about God with his intentionality, how intentional he is in what he creates, what he makes. Imagine what that creation tells you about God. You know, take a look at this last one. Man, this is where I want to sit. Who's with me? Who's like, I want to sit on the beach and do my devotions there forever. Yeah. When I look at this, I see beautiful purpose. You know, I think of a God that made things not accidentally, but I think of a God that made the ocean with sand, trees, everything around it for a specific purpose. And that is to show that nothing's on accident, that everything has purpose. You can see God differently through his creation. But here's the thing. I think we forget about that all the time. You know, I want you to write this down. If, you're, if you feel like you're having a hard time connecting with God, go outside and, and I'm going to give you three things. These are three simple things. Because I want you to know God better, and I think you can know God better through his creation, through the stuff that he made. And you don't need to go to some crazy vacation spot, although I love going on vacation, and I love experiencing God's creation in different places, different countries, different cities. But here's just a couple thoughts for you. If you want to connect with God better uh, and you have a hard time connecting with God, go outside and look around. Just, go, just trust me on this. Leave your house, bring your Bible with you, or not, and just look around your neighborhood. Look at the trees. Look at the, look at the plants. Look at the bugs. Like, look at all the stuff that is around outside that is not on accident that God created with a purpose. Look at the clouds. If you have a view of the mountains, look at those. If you live in like a really dense area, like an apartment area, I lived in a dense apartment area, just walk outside and see the plants that are around, flowers that are around. And ask the question, like, what does this tell me about God and what he created? All right, you can try this. You can go outside and you can read. You know, I think a lot of us think that our devotion time, our time with God, I do 14 minutes a day. 
I was just talking to Jeremy about we got to do another one of those 14-minute devotionals because I think that, I thought those were really good after summer camp. And I spent 14 minutes today. I spent seven minutes praying. I spent seven minutes reading the Bible and just take a couple notes about what I learned. And then I, spend, I take some time and give thanks for seven things. Very, very simple. The rule is seven. 14 minutes a day, that's what I do. And I do that at my house a lot. I'll sit there in my bedroom or I'll sit there in the living room and I'll do that. But if you do like any kind of Bible stuff in the morning, maybe it's a devotional, maybe you read like an extra book or something, and, and do it outside for a change. Go outside, do your reading there. Like find a place, put down a blanket, and just be outside while connecting with God. And while you're doing it, look around and see what God's created and, and ask the question of what around you, of what God created, what does that tell you about who God is? All right, here's a third thing you could do. You could ask questions. So now I'm a big question asker, okay? I like asking questions. I'll read something. I'm not sure what it means. I'm going to go out and find the answer. I'm going to ask someone who knows. I know some stuff. Jeremy knows a bunch of stuff. Jason knows stuff. Brittany knows stuff. Everyone on staff knows stuff. Student leaders know some stuff. Leaders know some stuff. And if someone doesn't know, they'll find the answer. They'll work on it to figure it out. But ask questions. And maybe the most important question, especially when you're looking and knowing God through what he's created, is asking the question of, what does this tell me about God? What does it, what he created, what does this say? What does this tell me about God? Ask questions. You know, I'm really excited for this year for a couple different reasons, okay? Well, number one, because this series is going to help us know God better. The bottom line for today, the thing I want you to go home with, creation helps us know God better. So when you go home and you see mom and dad, and mom and dad are like, so what did you do at church today? Last, you know, last JHM of 2017, what did you do? You can look back at mom and dad. You can say, listen, I learned that creation helps us know God better. And then you look back at mom and dad, and what do you say? What did you learn today, mom and dad? And, you know, if, you, if you're going to ask me, I'm going to ask you. It's interrogation time. And you just tell them, listen, I learned that creation helps us know God better. But this year specifically, I'm really excited because we're going to do a couple things differently this year. Just something to look forward to 2018. First thing we're going to do is every single day at 7.30 a.m., we're going to have a little short devotional you can do on Instagram. Now, we're going to be doing it in a paper version soon for those of you who don't have Instagram. But for those of you who do, which I think is many of you, every morning at 7.30 a.m., you can set a little reminder on your phone. We're going to post a little photo, a little thought, just to start your day off. Really simple. It's not, you know, it's a big investment of time. Spend like 14, seven minutes just looking at it, reading it, thinking about it to start your day because we want you to start your day with God every single day and that's something we're going to do to help you and we're also going to do something else. 2018, once a month, we're going to be doing a podcast specifically around answering your questions. So if you fill out the note thing, you take notes and then one side it talks about prayer requests, the other side it talks about questions. Once a month, I'm going to get with Jeremy and a couple other people. We're going to pull out all your questions. We're going to answer them. We're going to do it on Instagram Live. It's going to be great. We're going to record it. We're going to put it up, and we're going to answer your questions because we think answering questions is a good thing, and Jeremy's going to figure that out, and we'll have more details on it, but we're going to do it series by series answering your questions. It's going to be incredible because that's what I believe we're going to do this year. We're going to get to know God better. Now, here's the thing. I want you to try this as you go home. Uh, it's going to be so simple this week, okay? Go outside for 10 minutes. This is so easy. Anyone can do this. Make a list of what you see and what that tells you about God. This is 10 minutes. Anytime during this week, just go outside and make a list. You make a list, send it to me. I'd love to see the list you've made. And this whole series, we're going to take step-by-step step knowing God better 
Winter camp's coming up, so if you haven't signed up for winter camp, you should. It's only a couple weeks away. It's going to be awesome. Jason talked about Mexico. There's only like 15 spots left from, left from Mexico. I really think you guys should do this. You should sign up. We have a couple more this year, but this one with Jason's going to be incredible. So let me pray for you, and then we're going to worship Brittany and the band. They're all amazing. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for our students. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in their lives. Uh, give us a great rest of our day as we get ready to welcome in 2018. We thank you. We're excited. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Brittany, it's all you. Take it away. See you guys next year. So that is week one of our No God series. I look forward to seeing you guys in the next coming weeks. And winter camp is obviously coming up. If you're not signed up for winter camp yet, you definitely should sign up because it is going to be an incredible time together in the mountains. Hope you have a really great week. Again, we're praying for you. And remember, life's better in junior high because you're in junior high. Have a great week.